Well, good morning. Welcome, everyone. Hope everyone had a great weekend. We are now back with the servingrealestateinvestors.com podcast, Substack, webinar series. And I am your host, James Orr, back from a, I don't know, really good weekend. Pretty exciting weekend for me. But today we're going over the new real estate investor member form. I've talked about this form in the past when we've done some other classes. I kind of even showed you a preview of it. But today we are going to dive deep. I'm going to go through everything that's on the form so that you understand how I put it together, why I put it together the way I did, and sort of the, I don't know, some of the background information on like what it is so that you can create your own version of the form that suits your needs. And you can at least, I don't know, look over my shoulder and see kind of what I got going on and and how I've done this and why I've done it the way I have. So let's jump right into it. So this is it. (laughs) This is the form. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you a quick overview of just the layout so you can kind of see it all on one page. And then I'm actually going to open it up in a PDF viewer and we're going to walk through the questions together so you can understand exactly how I'm going to do this. Um, I do print this in color. This is the form that new members to the real estate investor group get when they come for the first time. I usually have them fill this out in exchange for the Nomad book, which I don't have on my desk today, but you've seen it before. Uh, We've gone over that one in detail at this point. So um, I would trade them. I'd say, look, you know, fill out this form and then I'll give you one of these investor books. And, um, you know, when you bring it back up here and we would have them fill it out either right then and there, or we'd send it back to their seat and have them bring it back up to us. And sometimes from the front of the room, I would call them out. If I see them out there, I'd be like, hey, fill in your thing. We only have, you know, two books left and I want to make sure you get one. And so we do that to kind of encourage it. Is it possible that someone could come to our class and not fill us out? Sure. But it's really rare. I will tell you the overwhelming majority of the time we would get people to fill that out completely and be able to do it. So um, that was it. Basically, we would have this form and we would have them fill it out and then we would get uh, their contact information. The other thing that we would occasionally, oh, I, I print this out in color. So um, I didn't print this out of my printer. What I would do is I would, um, I'd have like 500 printed at a time or 250 printed at a time. I'd bring it to like one of those commercial printers. Um, I'd send it via email. I'd say, you know, print up whatever number it was. I, th- I think it was mostly groups of 250 because I wanted to be able to keep it relatively nimble in case we changed. That would last me for a while. Um, and then, and as you can see from the attendance, when we went over the class where I showed you the growth of the investor groups, you could see just how quickly we grew and realize that, you know, the new members that came to a meeting, they got one of these. The other thing that would occasionally happen is um, Allison, the person who would check people in, she, for some reason, she started summing up the number of people that wanted certain classes just to find out like what was most popular. Um, and I, I intended to use that information to kind of get a feel for what I should teach, you know, like what people wanted and stuff like that. But after a while, she kept doing it. But after a while, I just stopped using it. Maybe I should have, because it would have given me a really good idea of like what people still wanted and what we needed. But uh, it does give me an idea on an individual basis, but she would go and sum all of them up. And so she'd take another sheet and then she'd say, okay, you know, of the people that came in the last couple of weeks, these are the classes they'd want. She'd do like little tick marks as to how many people checked off each one of those. You'll understand that a little bit more as I go through it. All right, so let's go through this thing. I'm going to stop sharing my screen right now, if I can for a moment. Let's see, share screen. That stuff, sharing, sharing screen? Maybe not. Let's see. Stop share, there we go. 
All right, so you should not see my screen at this point. I'm going to close this down and I will pull up this and then I will share my screen again. And there we go. All right, so you guys should be able to see the PDF now. Um, and I, I think as of right now, I plan on putting up a link to download this so you can actually start there. But, um, you know, again, don't copy my stuff. <laughs> I'm trying to be helpful and provide you a lot of value and show you my stuff and do all that. But um, it would not be cool for me to go discover your form and it look identical to mine. In fact, you just crossed off and Craig and wrote in your name here. That would not be cool. That would not be cool. So build your own, but you know, use mine as a model. Okay. So so I have my little logo up here and Craig is what we call their investor group, Northern Colorado Real Estate Investor Group. I had a little logo with currency font um, to kind of do that, which I actually really like. I still like this logo. Um, and I said, please share your contact information with us so we may send you our newsletter with the class schedule. That's kind of the prompt for this. I asked them for their full name, their mailing address, city, state, zip code, and then their email address, phone number. I probably could have compressed this a little bit more. I'm not the best at designing these. I designed it myself. Probably could go on Fiverr and have it designed for you. Um, your real estate uh, experience level, newbie, beginner, intermediate, advanced. Um, I, I don't know if I've ever tracked this, but I would say a lot of newbies, a lot of beginners. Um, occasionally you get an intermediate, advanced person in there. I, I, you know, I don't know what it is, but I, you get few people that are willing to go out on the limb and say they're advanced. I, I just, that's, that's probably the, the thing that I would pull from that thing right there. Not a lot of people are saying they're advanced. Um, your primary investing focus for the next year. I want to try to get a feel for like where they are and what they're trying to do. Um, but then please select which classes you'd like to see taught live in the next six months with the presumption that these are all classes we've taught, right? And so you'll see there's a little asterisk down here. Um, asterisk means classes marked with asterisk to have recordings available from the last time we taught this class. So you can see the ones where we have recordings and there's, it's not true. I mean, it doesn't say this, but I think a lot of folks believe that, oh, I can go watch these classes. If I check them out, he'll send them to me, which I didn't. I mean, we had them available on the podcast and on the website and stuff like that. Um, and this is probably a good time for, for me to have this discussion, although um, it may be a longer discussion than this, but I will tell you this. So I struggled on and off for a long time with the following. What is free and should be used to attract potentially new clients and what is a client-only special perk, benefit, right? Like, so what does everybody get versus what does only clients get? And I struggled with this for a long time. And so what I mostly ended up at, and it did vary. I, I, this is like, um, I don't know if it's schizophrenic, but you have like dual personalities where you, you know, maybe it's bipolar, where you go from like one extreme to another. You're like, everything is free. Everyone gets everything too. No one gets anything. Everything's locked down and no one gets the, you can come live classes, but no one gets any recordings. I like would go between those extremes. But most of the time, I would say the majority of the time, um, you would hear me say on the class recordings and which was true at the time, that most of the time, what we did is, the classes that would be needed for someone to go buy their first rental property would all be unlocked and available to people. Then things that are, once you own your rental property, once you should have worked with me, there's another way of saying this, right? Once you should have worked with me, and I wouldn't say it this way to them, but I'm saying it to you because, you know, 
we're colleagues. Once you should have worked with me, once you should have had me help you buy a rental property, then all that stuff is locked down and is a members, not members only, it's a clients only perk. It is a perk for people that have bought or sold a house with me and Tammy. Um, and that is how I would look at it. Okay. So when you look through this stuff, you know, like an example about 1031 exchanges, is 1031 exchange class, is that a class for somebody who has, you know, is going to buy their first rental property? No, it is not. And so while they could come to the class live and I would teach the class and anyone who came could get the benefit of it, if you missed it or if you came in late and I just taught that you know two months ago um, and you're brand new to the club and you wanted a class on 1031 exchanges, you had to have become a client in order to do that. And at various points in time, you know, I decided, you know, like you could pay and get access to some of my classes or you could not pay and get access to some of my classes. Or if you were going to buy a property with me and you really needed this one tool, I would sort of send you a secret link and you could watch it. But for the most part, it was you were a client. You got access to my video series, like all the extra client only resources for a year. And it was a year. And if it like you know, if somebody was like, they contacted me in month 13, they're like, hey, sorry, I didn't get around to looking at stuff. I really need the, you know, the asset protection thing or, you know, tenants are leaving now, you know, do you have a thing on hiring a property manager or tenant screening or whatever it is now? A lot of times I would say, yeah, sure, no problem. You know, kind of like goodwill is sort of doing that. But it was, it was automatically set up as a timer, a membership or resource and kind of like had all the stuff there. So you can decide whatever you want to do and have like the classes up there for that but for the most part, that was my model. Although I was definitely bipolar, I definitely had times where it was like, everything's free to uh, nothing is free. You, get, you have to be a client to do this. And, you know, I'm, I'm slightly embarrassed, not embarrassed enough to not tell you, but I'm slightly embarrassed to say to you that uh, some of this was prompted by, I don't know, like perceived slights by a client or, or perceived client taking advantage of you. And, uh, you know, they... They are using all your stuff and, you know, coming to class and doing this stuff. And then you find out they bought a house with, uh, you know, another agent or something like that. And I'm like, you know, why am I doing this? I'm just going to lock everything down. So a little bit embarrassing, but not embarrassing enough for me to not tell you. I guess, I guess that's how it's at. All right. So anyway, <laughs> I digress. Let me grab a drink here. All right. So please select what class you like to see taught live in the next six months. And we'd sort of use this as a guide as to what people want and need. Although I had in my own mind, my own kind of agenda for things I was desiring to teach. Cause there's some classes that are more fun to teach than others. And some are kind of grindy, especially after you've taught them a lot. Um, and so even if like 90 people wanted a class on, you know, motivated seller marketing, you know, how to find deals off market or whatever it is. Sometimes I just don't want to teach that class. I've taught it so many times. Um, Anyway, you get the idea. So 1031 exchanges, financing 101. I guess they're in alphabetical order primarily. Um, and they go on to this other page. And so you have like a whole bunch of classes. I'll, I'll let you read through these. But, you know, if you were looking for a list of class ideas, this might not be the worst place to start for a list of possible topics and classes to teach. It's because especially the ones that have an asterisk next to it, which means I taught this class at some point and there is a recording available. Uh, just saying, you know, if you were looking for a shortcut, not that you should name your classes exactly what I made my stuff, but hey, it says, you know, uh, finding deals inside the MLS. Maybe yours is like uh, how to discover amazing deals inside the multiple listing service. Uh, and then you teach a class on how to find deals inside the MLS, right? Like that, that's the idea. 
So you can see all this stuff here and kind of get a feel for like the different class recordings we've got and how it works. You know, some things I'll point out here. Sometimes we would teach a book. You know, we would do like a, you know, a fancy book club, essentially, right? You know, go read the book and, you know, we'll talk about the topics in the book and talk about, you know, how I think about it, how I believe things are differently or whatever it is. And we promote and tell them, you know, go buy Gary Keller's book, go buy, you know, Wendy Patton's book or whatever it is. So some of them were like books. Um, some of them were paperwork based, you know, learning about like this stuff in our local marketplace. Some of them were creative financing. Some of them were, you know, very specific to brokerage activities. Um, yeah, so you can get a feel for like all the stuff. I just glanced it through, seeing a bunch of different things. Yeah, this is a, was a wide range of classes here. And partly why we do this is we want to see what their interests are, right? Like the new client coming in, new, the new member of the group, potential client coming in, we want to know, hey, is this somebody who's checked off all the stuff for wholesaling? Is this somebody who has checked off all the stuff for acquiring rental properties because they've got down payments? You know, like you could sort of read into this stuff as to what they're looking for, what their level of interest is. Some people would just like check everything. Um, and then some people would check, you know, only a few things. Some people wouldn't check anything at all. They'd be like just sort of not wanting to play the game. Um, and so, yeah, there's that in there. Um, uh, as a side note, there's a reason this please turn over to complete the back exists. It's because before I added that, we had a whole bunch of people not complete the back and they thought that it was just the front page. So I highlighted it in yellow and I print this out in color. I pay extra to have this printed out in color um, for apparently just the logo because that's the only thing in color and this thing and the little important notice thing. But that's all the color on there. And I pay extra to have it printed in color. Important enough for me to do it. Um, kind of a note to you. Uh, and I have a couple spots in here for them to put in whatever class they want. It was rare for me to see people write in something. They, in, in most cases, they would write in something only because they, they didn't see a class that we already had. Because by the time I had this sheet in its current form, we had pretty much taught everything. I mean, we had, we had a really deep library, really widespread coverage of all the topics. Um, or it was a topic that I did not feel qualified to teach. You know, someone would want me, to, I can't think of an example right now, but occasionally someone would say to me, hey, James, can you teach a class on blank? And I'm like, I don't know anything about blank. So no. Um, and it wasn't like, it wasn't like, I don't know anything about blank, but I feel embarrassed because I should know like things about blank. It's like, you're asking me to teach you something that is like not even remotely in my wheelhouse and I'm not qualified to teach. Um, so there you go. So you get a feel for like all the different things that they're teaching here, uh, all the different things that, you know, the classes and what they want to see taught. All right. Then there's a series of other questions on the bottom. And honestly, their contact information is really important. All the class stuff is, is sort of like insight into their interests, what type of investor they think they want to be right now, like all the related stuff to that. But this is really some of the magic, Okay. So um, it says important classes marked with asterisk have recordings available from the last time we talked to class. That's sort of to like let them know that there's value, to let them know that there are recordings available, not necessarily that they are accessible to them, which it may or may not be depending on what cycle of my bipolarness I was in at the time uh, or how nice I was, especially if they grabbed lunch with me and they're like, hey, do you have access to, you know, I really need a class on, you know, using self-directed 401ks, which wouldn't normally be included in a class you know, for the general public, right? That would normally be a client lockdown sort of thing. But they really, really needed that. Even if they weren't going to become a client, a lot of times 
for goodwill, I would say, oh yeah, I could send you that one. You know, if it's just one class, it's not a big deal. Here you go. And I'd send them, I'd go back to my, I'd make a note to myself, um, my phone via email. And then I would, um, you know, go ahead and send that to them, a direct link for them to watch that class or that was the model. And the thought being that, you know, they'll watch that and then ideally they'll come back and be a client when they see the good value that we're able to provide as an example. Uh, okay, cool. So next one here. What have we been doing well with NCRAG that we should continue doing? This is a chance for people to give feedback. And it's weird because a lot of times they don't know. It's their first class. And so they just sort of do that. But it does set the tone for culture. It sets the tone for, you know, we want feedback. We want you to tell us what's working, what you like, what you don't like. Um, what can we do better is the next question. So this is sort of like, hey, pat me on the back. Um, and then what can we do better? And a lot of times uh, someone who is coming in with fresh eyes has a fresh perspective on what they want to see. And you can get some feedback on the initial like onboarding, first time coming to a meeting sort of thing, right? Like, um, you know, I wish you would do a series for beginners or I wish you would, um, you know, have classes at a different time or <laughs> occasionally, occasionally someone will say something crazy like, you know, you should provide free snacks at the meeting. Yeah, I don't know why. That, that one still is like, the classes are free. I'm paying for the room. You want me to provide free snacks as well? I mean, ah, come on. Ah, okay. So anyway, what can we do better? That's on there. Um, comments and other classes you might want to see taught. So this is sort of like, you know, another version of the other sort of thing in here. Um, then here we go. This is sort of planting the subliminal subconscious seed of, um, you know, refer people to us. And it's how can we spread the word about NCRAG to help other people learn about it and attend classes? This is telling them we want you to share the, the classes. You know, this is like, but we're asking them how we could do it. And so this sort of implies you should do that. You should spread the word about NCRAG, help other people learn about it and attend classes. It's, it's definitely neuro-linguistic programming-esque sort of stuff about getting the word out about the investor classes and bring a friend and come to this stuff and letting them help us come up with ideas, right? So you have that in there. Um, can we use your feedback as a testimonial in our marketing? Yes or no. And so if they give us any type of feedback, we want to know if we can have permission to do that. And so if we, if you're trying to do social proof, there's a class coming up on social proof. I think it's this week um, where we're going to talk about <clears throat> the importance of social proof in growing your group and you know, working with clients, stuff like that. So we want permission to be able to use testimonials and stuff like that. So can we use your feedback testimonial marketing? Yes or no? We want that in there. Now, here's where we really get into some of the valuable stuff. Are you a real estate agent or real estate broker? And there's three choices. Yes, no, or I'm getting my license. So if they say yes, do they go on my you know, spend money on them to get them to come to class list. No, they do not, right? Do I go remove them from the meetup? No, I do not. Do I put them on my mailing list where I send them a physical copy of my mailed newsletter? No, I do not, okay? So are you getting your real estate license? Yes, or no, are you a real estate agent, or real estate broker? If they put yes in there, I'm not putting them on my physical mailing list. I'm not mailing to other agents in the market and sort of like tipping my hand, right? Um, if they put no, that's good. That's a potential prospect for me. Not saying that I've never had agents as clients. I definitely have had, but it's unusual, right? They would need to convince me that I should do something special with them um, to do that. Oh, 
the bird making a nest. This is this is, this is literally like squirrel, right? Like like got a squirrel going on. There's a bird outside. Uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, or the other option is I'm getting my license. So my getting my license is kind of this weird one, right? Because there are definitely people who, when they're getting their license, they think that they're getting their license, but they end up not doing the brokerage business, right? Like, so, and, and honestly, it could be for the yes too, right? But I, I don't know. My, my take is I leave them on the regular meetup list so they get notified, but I'm not going out of my way to try to like, you know, seek them out for becoming a client, okay? And then I've got a bunch of other things. Please select which classes for real estate agents you like to see taught in the next six months. If you were going to go and form a group to build a team or something like that, this could be give you an idea of like what type of stuff in there. And I don't think I ever did anything with this, but I thought about teaching some agent classes at one point. Um, it's just sort of a remnant of that, a relic of that, right? Uh, so you can see that here. <laughs> like, here you go. Um, how to educate and protect your clients with small classes, even if you're deathly afraid of public speaking. Oh, I thought that was a good title for a class. All right, then here's the interesting one. So this is sort of like the last thing on here. Check any that apply. Number one, I plan to come to free classes only. If someone is just like, hey, I just want the free classes, not really interested in anything else, go ahead and check that. I would like info on how to become James's client. If, they've, if they check that box, we are reaching out to them saying, hey, I see that you want info on becoming James's client. Do you want to go grab lunch and discuss, you know, becoming a client and get all your questions answered. This is sort of like the, the soft close of the whole form, right? Like this is, do you want to become a client? And it also lets them know through questioning, uh, James has clients. James is a real estate broker. James does this, especially when you have other people teaching your classes, right? You, you want them to know who you are. Oh, that's James. And even if you're not the one teaching, oh, James is the one that has the form. He's the one that gets clients. It also subtly discourages other agents from lurking in your room to get clients. If you don't have questions about acquiring clients via your form and that you are like the agent. Remember, I think I did another class. I told you this, like, and Tammy doesn't like it when I use this phraseology and it's, it's probably not appropriate, uh, but, but I will tell you it anyway, because it is what I think about, right? Like I think of this as sort of a dog marking their territory. I call it pissing all over the room, right? It's like, you are trying to show up and say, this is, this is my territory. These are my people. I want to protect them. I want to add value. I want to be really helpful. Other agents stay away, right? Not, not like stay away in that I don't want you there, but at the same time, you are not there to poach clients for me. So I'm sort of like marking my territory. I, I refer to it as pissing all over the room. Tammy doesn't like it. It's probably not appropriate. I mean, I don't know. It is what I said, so. Um, so we have in here, you know, plan to become free class only. I would like info on how to become James's client. That's sort of the soft version. Then there's another version, which is I plan to become James's client, right? Like this is a, I, not only do I want information, I am, I am going to become James's client. This is them, you know, telling you like, like with confidence, the next step of, of, uh, committing that they're going to become my client. And then I'm currently working with another real estate agent and don't plan to change. That's fine. If you're doing that, maybe I don't put you on my mailing list, right? I think there's an, there's an argument to be made that you should put people on your mailing list because things change. Agents go out of business. Agents screw up. Um, they finally realize that their agent is not doing things the way that they should be doing them. And, you know, the implication is James is. 
So maybe you do market them heavily. I tend not to. Um, I tend to just leave them on the regular meetup and I love, maybe not add them to the physical mailing list and pay money for that. But I don't know, you can make an argument that maybe you shouldn't do that. Um, and then my time frame for purchasing is blank. You know, if they mark off and currently work with another agent, my time frame for purchasing, and they give you a time frame, are you really reaching out to them? Probably not. My price range is blank. These are sort of questions if they planned on saying, I like info on becoming James's client and I plan to become a client. And they say, my time frame for purchasing is ASAP or immediately or next six months or next year. My price range is, you know, $6 million. And maybe you call that person. I don't know. You know, if, if they're if they're becoming a client and their price range is that and it's immediate, you know, that could that could give you a sense of urgency for this. Now, I will also admit to you that I am not perfect. And sometimes someone will mark this stuff down and I won't do a great job of following up. And so I probably could have done better doing that. But I, I mean, just like you guys, I get busy, right? Like sometimes I'm finishing a class like 15 minutes before the class and doing that. And I've got, you know, when I get home that night, I'm writing a contract and um, you know, I've got showing scheduled the next morning and then it just gets out of hand and five days goes by and I haven't even looked at the sheets and, you know, blink and you're teaching the next class and now you're behind and you know, some of them will raise their hands and still reach out, but I could do a better job. I guess is what I'm saying there. Okay. So hopefully that's helpful for you. Kind of some insight into this form as to how it's designed, not saying it's perfect, not saying that, you know, mine's definitely the way to do it. There's lots of ways to do this. You can kind of choose your own way. However, this is mine. This is why it's built this way. This is sort of some of the insight into the questioning as to why we ask them, why we don't ask them. You probably could fit your version on a single page. Don't have to go in the back. Uh, but I, I do recommend you do have a form, right? Like some type of new member form to kind of do some stuff to kind of do that. And you may, I, you know, at one point in time, and I hadn't done it, I started working on it, but I hadn't finished it. Uh, I almost thought about doing like a, Almost like, here's what our beliefs are. Here's what our culture is at the group to establish some, I don't know, some like feeling as to like why we're here, why we believe what we do, why we do things. One of the things that is a little unusual for me is you see a lot of people come in from the outside and they ask you, you know, they, 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 think, it's, they think it's acceptable in this context to ask everybody in the group, so how many rentals do you have? And even from the very beginning, I always felt that was like, how much money do you make? How rich are you? And so I banned that question in the group. Um, I'd say, look, you know, that's not appropriate. We don't go around asking people, how much money do you make? How wealthy are you? In any other context, it's not acceptable here either. And I think that throws a lot of people off. Um, but we would not allow that in our group. And occasionally people would share. They'd voluntarily say, look, you know, uh, so I just bought my 12th rental or, you know, just paid off my second rental or whatever it is and you know, all this stuff. But we didn't, we didn't allow people to like put people in un uncomfortable positions. Um, I just didn't think it was appropriate. Uh, and sometimes, I, and you'll see it, you'll hear it on, if you go listen to my recordings, there are some days when I'm like really open and I'm like, this is what I got. This is my stuff. You know, I had a bankruptcy. I had a foreclosure. I, you know, this is how much, you know, this is what my kind of like uh, numbers are now. This is, you know, all this other stuff. This is how much I earn. Like there are days when I'm really open and doing that. And then there are other days when 
I will not answer any questions about myself. Uh, I don't know what it is, but there are just days where I'm just like, I'm not sharing anything. Um, and who knows what the reason is, but there are days when I'm very open, very sharing, and there are days when I'm not. And you're rewarded for coming to a lot of classes because you will get a lot more information if you just show up at different times. Okay, on enough of that stuff. That's all I got for you. Hopefully this has been helpful with the forum. This has been James Orr. Have a great day, everybody. I will talk to you all soon. Bye-bye for now.